Well, what's up, folks? It is Thursday night, not to confuse a whole bunch of people. Of course, Friday Eve for most of us. Uh, some of us have been fortunate enough to be on spring break. I've been enjoying it. It's been a lot of fun. So I hope the fun continues as I get back to work come next week. But I'm not worried about it right now. We're having a great night tonight. We're having a lot of fun. Always, don't forget, thank you, the viewers, for watching the show. And please feel free to comment anytime during the show. We will put your comments up there, even though it may take a little time in the very beginning. But on the show tonight, we will have here momentarily Tim Kelly, the editorial director at Phillies Nation, also the part of the staff at um, RDC Sports. We'll also be talking about Carson Wentz's presser today with the Indianapolis Colts. And we'll ask you, the actual viewer, to listen in and find out whether it was, I don't know, noteworthy or not. I don't know if that's the right words to use or not. And also we'll have the presser between Howie and Nick. So a lot of stuff to talk about free agency. I mean, there's so much things going on in the sports world, even after uh, the NFL season is done. But today, of course, is the official start of uh, NFL free agency and, and, of course, the start of the NFL season. So there's tons and tons to talk about. So we hope to get to a lot of things this evening. Again, Tim Kelly should be on with us very momentarily. And, of course, we can't do before we get the show underway here, as long as I end up bringing it up. We can't thank fans of Philly enough. Joe and the crew out there, the official sponsor of Broad Street South. And if you guys are looking to travel with fans of Philly, of course, you can learn more about traveling with fans of Philly by calling 610-517-7171, 610-517-7171, or email joe at fansofphilly.com. And also you guys can go out to fansofphilly.com on the website, which speaking of a website, we may have some news of our own according to a website. So we'll get the show underway. We thank everyone for always coming back live 7.30s during the offseason. And, of course, during the regular season, we're on about an hour and a half prior to the game. So lots to get into. We're going to have a lot of fun tonight. It is episode 38. I'm Angel. This is Broad Street South. And one of the other guys that I cannot do the show without, with a man of many names, Vito Fuji Corleone. And there he is. Vito, what's going on tonight? Sir, Friday Eve. Six weeks away from the NFL draft. 13 days away from the first pitch of Major League Baseball. And six days away from the NBA trade deadline. How are you, Angel, today? I'm doing fantastic as I've been traveling back and forth from Fort Myers to come back into the studio to do the show and then head back to Fort Myers. So a lot of traveling down south. So I will say the further south you go, it's just as nice as being in Central Florida. So uh, lots of trips, lots of fun, and I'm enjoying the, the weather. Although we just had a monster storm that came through here not so long ago. So dropped temperatures about 10 degrees, but not bad whatsoever. So we went from 87 to 77, which is still nice. But uh, – also, of course, we can't do the show without the professor, the Juru. Coming up, Michael Sherman. The professor, how are you this evening? I am doing fantastic, gentlemen. How are you tonight? What's up, Prof? Did I hear that the Philadelphia Eagles made a free agent signing? 
Are we going to talk about that tonight? All these teams in the NFC East signing all these players, and the Philadelphia Eagles finally got on board. We signed someone. Can't wait to talk about it tonight. It should be a lot of fun. There mm. is a lot of stuff going on. Of course, we'll be talking some Phillies talk here a little bit as soon as uh, Tim Kelly joins us. Uh, I don't know if he's having a little bit of technical difficulties or not, but we'll find out here momentarily. I uh, see the comments coming in, so I'm going to get right here to the comments. Uh, Vincent, by the way, Vincent, loved, uh, <clears throat> love checking you guys out. And Vincent, uh, and let me bring up here on the screen. Thank God he came up first here because I was going to mention him a little bit later on, but nothing better than the present. So Vinny and AJ with Rough Cut Sports Cast. Now, you guys want to get entertained. And, of course, they're on Wednesday through Friday from 6 to 8. And am I right, Sherman? They're on uh, 8 p.m. Eastern time. 8 p.m. Eastern time. 8 p.m. Okay. Yeah. You want to, yeah, that's right. That's right. You are correct. I'm sorry about the Vinny. But, listen, Friday night, I got to, sh uh, to watch the show on Friday night. Very, very entertaining. And it, it was a lot of fun. Those guys do a great job. I mean, it's it's pretty – I would say pretty insane as far as great how they end up doing it. AJ's a lot of fun. Vinny is the Jaguars fan, and if I remember correctly, AJ is the Atlanta fan, which we would love to get into it with those guys coming up here momentarily. As the draft comes up, it's right around the corner. There's so much stuff that we would love to get into it with them and maybe even do a collaborative show where we can have, of course, both shows on at the same time. But, man, those guys put on a very creative show. The four that lined up on Friday, and I'm drawing a blank. Danny, uh, AJ, help me uh, – Help me out, AJ. I'm going to bring up your, your comments here, but so AJ, it's, you're, you're – got it. Was it Aaron? It's, it's Vinny, it's AJ, it's Dylan Kearns, and it's Aaron Mukes. And they do, they do a fantastic job. I didn't get to watch uh -huh. the show uh, live on Friday, but I watched it on Saturday. And they had a great conversation about Saquon Barkley versus Aaron Jones. And Dylan and Aaron just went at it. And it was a fun show to watch. They did a great job. Well, I said something to, and I see the other comments, but I'm going to get to the guys here because I know they got a show coming on here momentarily. Um, AJ, right? There you go. Nailed it. So, AJ, thanks, you guys, for – Mikey, you want to do the honors? <laughs> so, but it, listen, it was, it was a fun discussion about I, – I want to say at least the, like the last – so I was able to catch the last half hour to maybe 40 minutes of the show. It, it was fun the way they, got, they end up getting into it because they break down their little segments, obviously, like um, just about like the same way that we end up doing. But it's fun where they make the transition because they'll, they'll – I don't, I don't want to use the presser circle back, but they mm. come around. So Vinny will bring up a topic. He'll talk about it. And then they'll see a question, bring it around. So, I mean, it was we, there was talks about fries. Of course, I had to chime in with the goofy checkers versus – I think I put BKs, which checkers kills BKs, by the way, when it comes to fries. But it was so much fun have, uh, just being able to type in the message. Those guys bring it up. The comments that they had in Aaron, which I did mention or at least message them this week. ESPN, the NFL Network, who else can I mention? Fox Sports South, somebody needs to sign that man. That's all I'm saying. Someone should sign him up. But uh, listen, again, I'll, I'll bring it up for these guys before they end up uh, doing their show. If you guys want to check them out, by all means, it is a fantastic show. The Rough Cut with Vinny and AJ, the Rough Cut Sportscast. Oh, and by the way, uh, if they're still on, either Vinny or AJ, you guys are looking to get, I'm, I'm almost on, it was, you're, you're close to 500 followers. 
So let's see if we can add from this show over to uh, the Rough Cup Sportscast and, and give those guys a follow because, again, it is a very, very entertaining show, very professionally done. Those guys have a lot of fun, and we do appreciate our own Michael Sherman for tuning us into that show. So if you guys, you guys want to watch a, a great show other than ours here, watch them after us. And it's, it's a lot of fun. And, and you'll, you can see him, of course, on bonus days, which is Thursday and Friday. But the Friday night show was a lot of fun. So by all means, check him out. It, it's a lot of fun. So now we'll get back to the other comments before we get everything else coming on. Rob J, I'll be having an interview with him. Do I have that promo as well? Let me look over here for a quick second before we get into more and more stuff. So we were supposed to do an interview with Rob J. I had to reschedule it for this week. So this Saturday... The interview with the Cleveland media mogul himself, Rob J, will be on this Saturday at 8 o'clock. So, listen, if you guys want to bring out your guitars, you know, your saxophones, whatever, if we want to have a uh, – what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, We're going to have a jam session. Jam it's fantastic. There you go. So, if you have your, your instruments, by all means, bring them out because it should be a lot of fun with Rob J. And Rob J, you know, and thanks to him for allowing me to do an interview with him. And again, if Joe, whomever else that Rob J wants to bring on, he, he can be more than happy to, but we're going to get into it with the man behind the mic, as I like to say it, and just kind of get into more of Rob J, where he comes from, you know, how he got into it and all that good fun stuff. So look for that interview this Saturday night at eight o'clock. That should be a lot of fun as well. And then we're going to have another one coming up. If, if you guys, and I, I mentioned something as a teaser here momentarily, but I bring that up as well, but also the audio version of our show, that is a recording that we do on Tuesday nights. And normally, if I get the chance, I'll edit out the same night. If not guaranteed, it'll be out the following morning, about 9 o'clock in the morning. So you guys, if you guys can check that out as well, and I'll show you where you can get the link actually now from. Check out the audio portion of the show. We have a lot of fun with it. Sherman was a great host this week. You know, we talked about dinners. We talked about, you know, the mock draft. And I think Dan Sherman, if I remember correctly, had a comment on uh, – my pick or something like the, was the worst one on the on the mock draft. So I, I noticed his, his comment, I think, on Facebook. He he is a big-time Miami Dolphins fan. Uh, perhaps we'll be able to get him on the show at some point, but he is definitely a big-time Miami fan. I was talking to him. He said that the Miami Dolphins recently hired a quarterback who's going to be able to work with Tua. So – with that being said, there wouldn't be a need to draft a quarterback, but you never know. Tua got injured last year, and if Tua gets injured this year, then the hiring of that coach could end up blowing up, and maybe the pick that you had of Justin Fields will end up uh, coming into fruition for the team. But you never know. Uh, he seems to think that Miami's going to end up trading that pick. I did tell him that we specifically talked about no trades with those six picks in the draft. But, you know, we'll see what happens. There's a lot of action that could happen between now and six weeks from now, as Fuji up there said. We are six weeks away from the draft. Yes, we are. That is correct. And I want to get a couple of AJ comments here and Vincent before those guys have to take off to do their great show. Uh, AJ says, if we hit 1,000 before the tourney, we'll get some sponsored gear to give away to a lucky fan. Uh, Hey, listen. Sounds good. (laughs) Giveaways are always a great thing. So let's see if we can do it. So, again – for everyone who's listening to our show and everyone who follows us, by all means, please switch on over as well and watch the Rough Cut Sportscast. It's a lot of fun. I wouldn't say it about anyone, but it's definitely a lot of fun on our show. So uh, Vinny says Sherman was also great. Uh, was also a great guest when he called up upon last week. Looking forward to hearing you guys tonight. Appreciate Vinny. We, and, and, of course, we'll probably end up, if we get off on time here, to check out your show as well. Uh, later on this evening, AJ says that uh, Mike Sherman Guest Spot is also on the YouTube page. Oh, awesome. So, I'll have to check it out. Thank you so much. 
And but by the way, we did talk about you guys, and I'm almost certain it's right towards the end of uh, behind the podcast episode two was towards the very end. So we even pushed you guys at the on the audio side of it. So by all means, again, if you get a chance to listen, listen to it on the audio side. But we did give you guys a mention as well on the audio side. So again, check out the show. It's it's a lot of fun with those guys. We wouldn't steer you wrong. It's just it's fantastic. And and again, thanks to Sherman. Sherman was the one that that uh, that brought them up. So thanks to those guys as well. Of course. Uh, Rob J with Cleveland's Finest Podcast. Rob J is on his own with uh, Just Joe. We need to get an update also from Joe because I know he was uh, he was aiming for the Arena Football League, if I remember correctly. So we'll get a, we got to find out from Just Joe how he's making out with uh, with that aspect as well. So again, Rob J this Saturday coming up eight o'clock. Don't miss it. It's going to be a lot of fun with Rob J because he's quite the interesting character, and I do not mean that in a negative way whatsoever. Rob J is just one of those guys that he will suck you in with the different kind of energy that he brings. So I'm looking forward to that on Saturday night. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to mention here is I scroll back across unless, and I see you, Joey B. Thank you for tuning in. Joey. And who else? So before I move on to the next things, and again, as we await for Tim Kelly to go on. So today, other than fans of Philly, of course, and we thank them for being the major sponsor of the show. One thing also that I want to bring up, Yes, we are finally on the internet, meaning it is available now, broadstreetsouth.com. So thanks to Matt Kelly from Hatters Hosting for putting this all together for us. Matt, I appreciate you. I love you very much. I know you've been working on it so hard and so diligently, and we're not done yet as far as when it comes to the website itself. But I want to thank Matt for putting in all the hard work and dedication, and he threw this up as quickly as he possibly could because as we've been launching the show and adding more things along the way, that's the other thing that we decided to add on there as well. So the good thing is that if you miss any of the episodes, and I'll kind of go through it with you guys right here, any of the tweets that come out, of course, comes out here on this column, whether it's myself or Fuji uh, or Sherman, if, if we put something out there as far as on, on the sports segment. The other great thing as well, if, if you click on the links here, as you can see Fans of Philly, For the Bay Clothing, and Last Style Media, it will take you directly to their website. So we do appreciate, again, Fans of Philly coming on. So if you guys want to see what their package is all about, well, you just click on fansofphilly.com. It will take you directly to the link. As you can see from fansofphilly.com, there's a the phone number once again, 610-517-7171. And, again, you can email Joe at fansofphilly.com. And you can, they have a great package they end up putting together there. You can see the, the pictures of the girls with the people who end up taking a trip. And Fuji also end up taking a trip with fans of Philly. And we are thinking about as far as being able to take a trip with uh, the fans of Philly in Vegas. So it would be a lot of fun to get together with those guys and girls out there in Vegas. We're going to see if we can make that happen. So, of course, we'll talk to Joe and see what package we can get together for ourselves as well. The other thing is if you guys missed an episode, the only – Thing about this, of course, I have like some goofy faces on here, but I'll put it up there. Mm-hmm. So with if you missed an episode, you can catch all 37 episodes, including the one tonight after the broadcast. So instead of going through Facebook and searching all over the place, you can now go to BroadStreetSouth.com, BroadStreetSouth.com. And by the way, it's BroadSTSouth.com. If you Google it, you'll find it. So and that's also nice to say, too. Kind of weird, but kind of nice. Also, the audio portion of the program, you can click on the RSS feed right there on top of the bar. It'll come up here momentarily. And so you guys can see we have four episodes up there right now. 
two of them behind the podcast, which is the audio version of the show on Tuesday nights. And then if you can't, for some reason, watch the show live that night, you can go back and now catch the audio version of the entire show. So if you're taking a trip somewhere, you're in the car, wherever you may be, you can listen, download to our podcast and take it with you on the road. So there's more to come. And we're also trying to reach out as well with Spotify and iTunes for those who have Apple phones that uh, if in case the link doesn't work for them, you can download it from Google Podcasts as well. So thanks again to Matt Kelly from uh, Hatter's Hosting. And by the way, if you guys want to reach out to Matt, by all means, in the bottom left there, as I scroll through the rest of the home screen page, if you click on Hatter's Hosting, you can reach out to uh, Matt himself. And if you guys need a website design, he will do it for you. If you want to contact us, by all means, down here on the bottom right, contact us. Let us know, hey, you guys are doing a good show or, hey, you guys are doing, I don't know, other things that maybe <laughs> who knows what's going on. So thanks again to everyone. There isn't about us, uh, about us in our profile there under the question mark. So, and no, we're not questionable. It's just the way it was made. But thanks again to Matt. I appreciate all the hard work he's been putting into it. Um, so thank you, Matt. And hopefully you're listening tonight and, and we do appreciate it. Seemed like there was something else I wanted to talk about before we get things underway here. I know we talked about with Vinny, Rob, and it might've been it if I remember correctly, but uh, that might've been it. So I'm going to go back here to the other comments before we get everything underway. And we've got to find out... Uh, Fuji, I hate to do it on live air here, but can you do me a favor and send Tim a message and find out? Because right now I can't. I, I I'll just see what's, see what's going on here. Yes. Uh, I, eight o'clock. Eight o'clock? Okay. Mm -hmm. So we'll just kind of run things in reverse order here. So Joey B says, awesome new website, outstanding. Thank you, Joey B, also for being a good friend of the show here uh, since probably, I, God, I'm going to say Joey B's been around now for. It's got to be at least Tony one. Bruno. Yeah, the Tony, Br the Tony Seattle Bruno game. game. Yeah, yeah the Seattle it, game. The Seahawks game. And I have a question for Joey B, and I know you're out there. Thank you, first of all, for being such a great supporter of the show. I know we don't talk a, to a whole lot of college hoops here, but the NCAA tournament is just about to be in full swing, right? They had the 16 versus 16 playing game tonight, and I believe that Wichita State is playing Drake right now. I think that was 21 to 20 at the half. Joey B. Colorado State Rams did not make the tournament, but the Colorado Buffaloes as a five seed have made the tournament playing the Georgetown Hoyas in the classic 5-12 game. Are you rooting for the Colorado Buffaloes or are you rooting for Georgetown? Just leave that in the chat. I'm just curious, being that you are the, Col the Colorado uh, fan, the Colorado State fan. So we're, we're eagerly awaiting the answer here. We'll find out with Joey B here momentarily. I wanted to get back up to – didn't I see something else here? Joey, Vinny, Joey B. Well, starting off uh, with oh, wow. uh, <laughs> with Fuji there. Vincent, I'm pretty sure I got this one for Vinny. And, again, thanks to AJ and Vinny for, for coming on and watching the show here momentarily. I know they got to start their show off here in about uh, another 10 minutes or so. Joey says, Sherman, what a beard. <laughs> <laughs> AJ rise up and then, uh, you know, of course he's talking about his his beloved Falcons and the same, almost pretty much the same we say about the Eagles when it comes to the fall. Uh, Sherman looking like an MMA fighter, scared you with the beard. <laughs> Thank you for the compliment. Uh, also, Rob, from a comment we made earlier, 
Yep, we talked about that one there. Uh, Rob J, of course, for his interview coming up here this Saturday. Thank you, Rob. Joey B with Fuji in the damn chest. And what instrument does he play? I see Fuji playing the tuba. <laughs> like the play of the sax or the drums. There you go. Well, then he's got uh, Sherman here where he says that you played a piccolo. Nah, no, no wind instruments for me. I'm all about the percussion. And Joey says hi to Debbie, the producer in the in the, in the other room producing the show. Uh, Joey says Colorado loves Broad Street South, and we do appreciate it. Thank you. All Broad right, Street so South loves Colorado too. That is exactly right. Here's your answer, by the way. So NIT number one, Colorado State. Uh, unfortunately, you know what NIT stands for. Not in the not tournament. In the tournament. Yeah, not in the tournament. But they're number one seed, so hopefully they'll win. Go Rams, screw the ball. There you go. Listen, the North Carolina Tar Heels are in the tournament, and I'm a huge Duke fan. You're right? Without be yeah, with that being said, am I rooting for North Carolina because Duke didn't make the tournament? Uh-uh. No way. I hope they get, get smashed by with get no, I'm sorry. Get out of here. UNC is an eight seed and they're playing Wisconsin in the first round. Let's go, uh, Wisconsin Badgers on Wisconsin. Get we'll see. You get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> AG says Jury will be an awesome nickname for an MMA fighter, Sherm. <laughs> that would be good. The over under for seconds that I would last would be seven and a half, and I would strongly wager on the under for that. Hey, listen, you never know. One never knows what the professor can do. Because I, I, uh, so, so AJ, because, and I know you guys got to run here momentarily, but I will say this much the entire Shermanator family, this is a gifted bunch here because this one that's on the other side of the screen here, he started out as just being a part of the show as far as being in the comments, but the family nails it when it comes to scores. I mean, you name it, I'm pretty sure if you need a stock price nailed, the Shermanators can do it for you. Because these guys, that's how good they are. It's a scary family. Scary in a good way. Scary not in a bad way. Listen, this is what this is what I'm going to say to the rough cut sports cast. If Oregon State comes through as a 12 seed beating Tennessee, you heard it here first. With that being said, they'll probably, and I know that Fuji loves that phrase with that being said, but if Oregon State loses by 30, well, I was wrong. Just, just like you like love Peggy back. But. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, we will get into actually the NCAA tournament uh, bracket later on because we got to line up and we'll see. There's lots to break down, of course, before the, the tournament starts. Uh, AJ says, uh, good now. I know where to go. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, AJ, you won't go wrong. Trust me. The, these guys, they're they're amazing what they end up doing. It. They, the whole entire Shermanator family are a fun bunch. Uh, I will never pull the Colorado Buffaloes or the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. None yeah. of these Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, although you know, again, you know, we have we'll have two contacts here at least when it comes to the Cowboys. But Aaron, sorry, no offense, but I I'm glad that they finally got the Dak Prescott situation done. That was a good thing to see. Uh, Joey Business, love you guys. Thanks for the question, Sherm. Uh, not a problem at all. And AJ says I picked all twenty, all twelves over fives. Ooh, oh, okay. we shall see. And that includes Villanova losing to Winthrop. And last night on their show, AJ gave some fantastic analysis. Is the Villanova's point guard, senior point guard, who's injured and out for the tournament, and Winthrop playing pretty well right now. So we're going to see if AJ nails it. We'll see. I'll, I'll be watching that game. Since uh, and the one thing I, I did reach out to AJ as well. The only thing I, I kind of didn't think about it, it it'd be kind of nice to have both in the same room for the uh, since we're both in the in the Tampa area. 
to, to at least have the shows kind of collaborating at night. I, you can have the the uh, as far as rough cut. Either way, whichever studio is available, it'd be good to have it that way. But we'll see. We'll we'll talk about that AJ after uh, after everything's said and done. But it'd be a lot of fun to obviously talk to you guys before the draft and and maybe even during the night of the draft. You guys are on, so we'll we'll make all those things end up happening for sure. And one night when it's all real, because people may not know this, but I'm a musical theater buff. And AJ is a musical theater buff as well. Maybe one night the two of us will sing Agony from Into the Woods or some duet on here and totally rock the house. And you'll see not only the rough cut get up to 1,000 likes and shares and viewers, but we're going to get up to 1,000 as well. And it's going to be absolutely fantastic. We'll bring down the house. Maybe we'll do Maybe we'll do it draft night, six weeks from now, the night of the draft. Bring everybody on. It'll be a party. All right. It'll be good. Sounds good to me. At least it, and I can't see it going wrong, so that, that sounds good to me. Joey B says, your old Temple coach is now my coach at Colorado State football, Steve Adazio, which is uh, very true. And then Brian says, I'm waiting for Sherman to bust out the Ten Commandments tablet with a new look, rivaling my beard. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, thanks to Ryan Neff. Uh, in case you guys don't know it, and you can go back and, again, go on uh, broadstreetsouth.com, broadstsouth.com. You guys look at the past episodes. Ryan Neff came on with us beforehand. Very knowledgeable as far as when it comes to sports. And we lost uh, Fuji. We'll bring him back momentarily. Very knowledgeable when it comes to sports. But also, the impressions him and Joe Sherman. I don't know if Joe's uh, listening tonight or not. But Mike Sherman, Joe, and Ryan Neff brought the energy that night with their different impressions. It was a lot of fun that night. And Ryan actually was on with us on Tuesday night. So if you guys check out Behind the Podcast, Episode 2, you'll listen to Arnold Schwarzenegger being on the show with us momentarily on Tuesday night. That was a lot of fun with Ryan F. So, Ryan, thank you so much for always tuning into the show and, and being a part of it as well. So we and we hope to have a lot more fun with Ryan coming up in future episodes on the audio side. So, by all means, everybody check out the audio version uh, of the show. He was, at, he was absolutely fantastic, and I know that he's a Kansas City Chiefs fan. So when the Eagles play the Chiefs this year, or the Chefs, as I should say, Ryan, we'll be calling you. Sure will. Joey says that Colorado State football should kill Barrett. Just got paid by your bucks. So uh, not much of a of the Bucks fan here, but I understand. There's Fuji back again. So again, well, Brian says thank you. And believe me, we appreciate Ryan. We, we appreciate it a whole lot. So Ryan will be on with us. And, and, and this Wednesday, or sorry, this Tuesday coming up, as Tim Kelly should be coming on momentarily here with us within hopefully the next four minutes. This Tuesday night's audio version. Of course, it's not live. It will be taped and available for for everyone on Wednesday morning at nine o'clock in the morning. But the this week coming up is going to be for Women's History Month. We're going to have on Bree from uh, Sports and Stilettos. We're going to bring her back, Brianna. She had a lot of fun with us the first time she was on with us. Also, Candace McLean is going to be with us as well. Kelly, who was just on with us from the Kelly Green Show, will be on and someone from these two gentlemen, their wife will be making an appearance. And I'm, I'm almost certain it's not oh Vito Corleone there, but maybe the guy just above Vito. I'll be watching my P's and Q's that night. <laughs> my better half will be on the show. I will be watching mine. <laughs> so it's going to be It'll be a, a tribute to the ladies, of course, ladies of the world. If if, if it wasn't for you, ladies, and, and as much as guys like to, of course, tease and say, oh, my God, I can't stand it. No, when you have a great woman by your side, believe me, you go so far in life, it's ridiculous. But that night, Tuesday night's audio podcast should be fantastic. You'll be able to hear it on Wednesday, and it's going to be about the ladies. 
you know, as far as where they've been, how they got their business started, and where they are now as far as in life. So it should be a great show coming up for your audio download next Wednesday at 9 a.m. So tune in for that one as well. Rick, how are you? We haven't talked to you in a little bit. I know you've been busy out there on the uh, with the airlines. Thank you for tuning in again tonight. Uh, Joey says Shaq just signed with the Bucks for $72 million over four years and $36 million up front. Yeah. Yep. Shaq Lawson. Great player. I mean, there's a lot to talk about as far as the NFL free agency. We don't want to get into it too much without, of course, stopping in the process because we do have Tim coming up, as I've been talking about in the beginning of the show. One thing, I guess, that I will bring up here, I guess, momentarily until he comes on. So we're looking at the NCAA, or NCAA bracket, should I say, if I can't if I get the words out of my mouth without marbling it too much. As we take a look, at the bracket, of course, it starts tomorrow, the first round. Out of, and I'll just talk this here momentarily. If you looked on your screen here, I'm looking at my left. Gonzaga, and there's not a name on there, but you got Oklahoma, Missouri, Creighton, uh, which, are, of course, are your winners. Oklahoma, Missouri, Creighton, UCSB, Virginia, Ohio, and USC. So real quick here, I guess Sherman, out of, let's go between Oklahoma, Missouri, who wins that one? I'm going to say Missouri. And look, I'm not going to profess to know anything about college basketball this year, but these eight, nine matchups are normally pretty tight. Um, I believe that the people who like to get involved with entertainment, I believe that there's a, uh, a line of like two and a half in that game. So I think it's pretty close. I think Oklahoma is favored in that game, but I, I would lean towards Missouri in that game. And that's not based on anything that I really know about college basketball, but Missouri. Okay. Fuji? Oh. Do we wake you? Nah, I'm trying to get Tim on the uh, on the horn here. Yeah, but, I got you. Um, wait. So you got the choice between Oklahoma and Missouri. Who wins on uh, that one to take on, I, I believe, would be the winners of either between Creighton and USB or that would face Gonzaga? I'd go Oklahoma. Okay. I, I think I will take Oklahoma myself just because maybe more of the history of the program. And, and Ryan here says that he will also take Oklahoma. Um, Ryan, I'll get back to your free agency here momentarily with Miami. So your next one, and and trust me, I don't know, this was going to be like kind of like the pick of the letter because I know nothing about these other two teams, Creighton and UCSB. That, that's a toss-up. Fuji, we'll start with you. I think I took Creighton. German? Yeah, I would lean towards Creighton. I know that they lost to Georgetown in the finals of the Big East tournament, but they can shoot the three pretty well. And if they continue to shoot the three pretty well in that tournament, they'll take care of UC Santa Barbara. Um, but, you know, you got to watch out. Those 5-12 matchups are notorious for the 12 teams winning, but I'll lean towards Creighton in that game. All right, and if we take a look at – and Rick also agrees with Creighton. Uh, so we take a uh, look at Virginia. Whoops, I also saw Joey here. I saw Creighton play in person here in Colorado. Very good team, well coached. That's good to know. And But, I mean, if, if you guys have seen other if, – if you've been to places and watched any of these teams, by all means, please put it in the comments because you appreciate and, and love to hear if you guys have seen any of these teams that are in the bracket and have you seen them before. I've seen Villanova games, Temple games. I've been to – uh, which I know Fuji here might have a problem with it, but I've also been down there to North Carolina to watch Sherman and I are Duke Blue Devils. And there's mm. 
Fantastic. Very small venue. I will say it looks bigger on TV than what it is in person, but it was a lot of uh, a lot of fun. God help you. <laughs> uh, for Virginia and Ohio, obviously Joey B says take Ohio. Their P, their point guard is a stud, and Ohio will beat Virginia. I uh, I myself, I'll take Ohio. Not too keen on. I think Virginia can pull it off, but I will go with Ohio. Sherman. I'll lean towards Virginia, ACC tested, and they play in one of those power conferences. So I'll lean towards Virginia. I know that they had some issues with COVID. Them in Kansas, I believe, had some issues with COVID. But as far as I know, they should be good to go for the tournament. And I couldn't name you one player on either team. So, you know, you get what you pay for with the Juru selections here, right? Uh, But with that being said, I would lean towards Virginia, just based off the fact that they're in a power conference and playing uh, mid-major. Okay. Uh, one more that I'll end up adding in here. Ooh, the, the next one is coming up. I'd like to see the comments on this one. And I got then I'll have to uh, momentarily go away and end up coming back. But you have USC will await the winners of that one, but Kansas and Eastern Washington, which I think that's an, that's a no-brainer there. I will go with Kansas only because I'm gonna pop out of here real quick and then come back, but I'm going with Kansas. Sherman, your pick. Yeah, I'm going to go with Kansas, too, here. Um, does anybody know the mascot name of the Eastern Washington team? Hmm. Does you anybody know? know the name of the Eastern Washington team? <laughs> the Pigeons. I believe that they are the Eagles as well. I would I would lean towards Kansas in that game. Um, you know, the NCAA tournament is always a fascinating time. Uh, if you like college basketball, if you're like my wife, she doesn't like basketball at all. And she 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 always has this attitude of uh, why don't they just play for two minutes because of the fact that the score is always pretty close. Uh, they play for 40 minutes, like just play for two minutes and see who ends up winning the game. But if you're a true fan, uh, you know for sure that games are not always like that. Look, look at the NBA. Look at the Philadelphia 76ers last night without Joel Embiid, who had a lead of over 20 points against the Milwaukee Bucks, only to watch it slip away. Um, Mike, I don't know if you had an opportunity to watch that game last sure night or not. Oh, you did. Okay, so what? You know, what is your take from the Sixers blowing that 20-point lead against the Milwaukee Bucks last night? Well, they shot themselves in the foot. I mean, I mean, Tobias was on fire. You know, hey, Ben Simmons hit a three at the end. You know, it's a shame he ain't shooting it, but hey, you know, it's people are talking about the Sixers and the Brooklyn Nets, but hey, the Milwaukee Bucks are pretty hot themselves right now, which they're in third in the Eastern Conference. But hey, Milwaukee's making some quiet noise. They're like the dark horse right now that Eastern Conference. That's one team I don't want to play in the playoffs. Absolutely. I mean, it'll be very interesting to see what happens in the NBA conference, in both conferences, in the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. Um, And I'm curious, (coughs) sorry, to hear your opinion. I believe this year in the NBA playoffs, rather than having eight seeds, they're having 10 seeds. And the seven, eight, nine, and 10 seeds will be playing in kind of a play-in tournament to determine who gets the seven and eight seed in the Eastern Conference. Are you guys for that or are you against that? Uh, What are your opinions on that? Well, I mean, going back to last year with baseball, I mean, you you figure they added a couple extra teams in the playoffs. Plus this year with 
football adding the seventh the seventh wild card so why not expand it during this pandemic like last year they tried the dh in the national league you know seven innings with um double headers and stuff so why not give it a shot well, yeah, if there's, if, if there's ever a year to do it, this would be I mean, the year to do it. It's four extra spots in the playoffs, so in both conferences, so why not go for it? Makes it more interesting. I will, I'll give my response here momentarily as I have noticed that someone has popped in the room here. Tim Kelly on with us tonight. Again, we've been waiting for him, and, and thanks for Tim coming on here, the editorial director of Phillies Nation. Uh, Tim will be joining us here as soon as I get rid of one thing and add the other, which is Tim Kelly. Tim, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We do appreciate it. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. I'm happy to do it. Hey, Tim. Thanks for all ours. Well, the, of course, we, we know Tim being part of, uh, of course, with the Phillies and, and reporting with the Phillies as, as much as you do. And, and just a little fun fact when it comes to Tim here. So Tim came onto the scene Holy moly. I think I still have – God, I want to say back to 2017. It's It's been in my Twitter handle. When it comes to Tim, it's been a while since we, we've actually spoken, but I still have the messages that we have from back – sending direct messages back and forth, and we've been following each other for a good while here. Tim, when he came onto the scene, it, it was it, like everybody else, just trying to get his feet wet, trying to get things going. And now you look at Tim as one of those guys you can rely on for any Phillies information – Tim Kelly is your guy to go to. So, Tim, you've come a long way. I know I appreciate you with everything, all the hard work you end up doing. So, uh, again, thanks for taking the time to come on with us tonight. Yeah, I really appreciate you saying that. Uh, it feels good. Thanks. Not a problem whatsoever. So, we know we got the Phillies are down here in Clearwater. Spring training, of course, uh, most games we can't unfortunately see as far as the fan base because there's only so many tickets the Phillies were able to sell Thanks again to trying to be safe as possible for the team and for the fans. So I, I didn't get a chance to, and I think StubHub may be charging ridiculous prices for a game. So I'm going to end up missing out until the minor league or get, uh, the minor league team starts off hopefully this year with more fans in the stands. But we're taking a look at, at Aaron Nola, which he seems to be good and probably questionable, but he hasn't been named the starter yet so far which I believe, just like Sherman does, that he will get the nod for being the starting pitcher come the 2021 campaign. What can you tell us so far when it comes to Aaron Nola and what production value does he have coming into spring training, rolling into the regular season? Well, he struggled a little bit in spring training, but with, with veteran pitchers, I just I wouldn't worry that deeply about it. So Joe Girardi got asked the question the other day whether he will be the opening day starter. He didn't commit, but he basically said – you know the saying about tea leaves, something along those lines with a smile. So you, you get the sense, unless there's an injury or any setback like that, that opening day he's going to be the starter. Okay. Sherman? Yeah, I would agree with that 100%, even though Aaron Nola was a little bit underwhelming in his last start. Now, for people who have watched the show, I know we haven't talked a whole lot about the Phillies, but the one person who I've talked about, and I am definitely a fan of this guy, is Vince Velasquez. And I know that he got rocked with a 5.5 ERA last year. Can you talk to the fans and to us a little bit about Vince Velasquez as to whether he's going to make the starting rotation and what role he's going to have on this team, if any? 
It's a good question. I mean, I think initially my thought is he'd be the first guy out of the rotation, but Zach Eflin uh, is dealing with the back thing. We'll learn more about that tomorrow. So if, if for whatever reason he's not ready to begin the season, then yeah, I think that Vince Velasquez becomes your number five starter, at least through uh, a time or two through the rotation. I think otherwise, though, he's maybe in the bullpen kind of as a swing guy. I thought there was a possibility he could get traded because he's making $4 million. They're going to add some non-roster guys that both you want to have some financial room to add them and a 40-man roster spot. And I don't think that's impossible. But what the injury to Eflin and Spencer Howard's been dealing with some back spasms, what it shows you is how quickly you can lose pitching depth. So I think in the case of Vince Velasquez, he's kind of going to be the first guy out in all likelihood, but that doesn't mean he won't play a role this season. And Matt, can you see uh, Chase Anderson and Matt Moore being the fourth and fifth starters going into the campaign? Yeah, I do. Uh, Chase Anderson has done nothing to lose that number five spot, and Matt Moore has really looked excellent in spring training. So you, you start to get the feeling that could be kind of a a diamond in the rough that the Phillies found. Right. And, and funny that Fuji has talked about that. Cause I was said, one of the things that, that I want to bring up as well, Matt Moore. So the highest ERA he had was with the Rangers, which was a, a 9.0 ERA. Of course, it, that not high, you know, pitching counting. He wasn't in for many innings when he came into the Rangers, the lowest one that he had was with the Rays at 3.38 percentage with the Tampa Bay Rays. So in spring training right now, so far, he's about 1.13, if I remember correctly, for his ERA, only one out of one walk in eight innings, that at least that I can retain and remember so far. So Matt Moore, and, and they were talked about beforehand that he wasn't as solid. He was with the Rays, but not as much with the early teams. He was with the Rays, the Giants, the Rangers, uh, uh, one more to the Tigers. We, you just mentioned that Matt Moore is a good solid start, at least for the fourth for the fourth spot. Does he seem? And I know it's kind of hard for us because we don't get to see him as well as we could have done in spring training. Does it seem to Matt Moore? And again, I guess we'll, we ask a question: Will he make that fourth spot? And as far as the progress what he had with his team from last, is it almost kind of night and day when it comes to Matt Moore? Well, I think Matt Moore went over to Japan for a season, and he's. Uh, focus more this spring training on consistently finding the strike zone. And that's what we've seen out of him this spring. And he, he's been excellent. I don't think he's going to compete for Cy Young. And he probably won't even be the guy that he was early on in Tampa. But if he can be a solid number four starter for you, you're in a pretty good situation because the Phillies feel really good, obviously, by Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler. But the Phillies feel really excellent, at least prior to – uh, him ha having a back flare up earlier this week about Zach Eflin as well. So if you get a consistent number four starter in Matt Moore, it almost, I don't want to say it doesn't matter what you get out of the number five spot, but most teams would kill to have four consistent starters. And I think with Matt Moore, you might have the opportunity to have that this year. All right. Before I, I turn back over to Sherman here, I want to get to a couple of quick comments by Joey B. Uh, Tim says you're the wild thing there from Major League, which you know, is always a, a good compliment because wild thing was a, oh, he was a lot of fun. Uh, great baseball guy, Tim. You've come a long way, baby. Well done. And he's got a question where he states actually, he's got two questions. But the first one he says that have you ever been to Coors Field in Denver? Uh, when the Phillies come to Denver, and 50% of the Philly fans are there in Denver. It's like being back home, fantastic. I have not been to Coors Field, it is on my list. I was actually 
Uh, like I see pictures of the sunset at Coors Field, and they look pretty cool. I was actually supposed to go see the Phillies last year in April at uh, Oracle Park in San Francisco, and then coronavirus happened, and I was again supposed to do that this June there and Dodger Stadium, and I'm not sure either one of those is going to happen. So I, I do want to begin to kind of check off some of the boxes, but the, the pandemic has made that difficult. Joey, Joey B., if you've ever hmm. – let me say it this way. Joey B, I have been to Coors Field. And for the three of you, if you haven't been to Coors Field, if you ever go, man, that altitude is something else. Just from walking into the stadium up to the nosebleed seats, I was winded. I was winded. I was like, what in the world is going on? Because when that happens in Philadelphia, like, there's no problem whatsoever. But it is no joke in the Mile High City. Uh, Tim, I'll ask you the following question. So Hector Neris is still with the team. And last year he took on the role of closer for a good part of the season. Uh, and now he's not the closer because of the fact that the Philadelphia Phillies got Archie Bradley to take over that role of closer. Can you talk about how Hector Neris is adapting to his new role within the, within the uh, bullpen? Well, I don't know that Hector Neris won't be the closer. The Phillies haven't named a closer. And I think between him uh, Jose Alvarado and Archie Bradley, you have three potential options. I, I would guess Archie Bradley opens the season as closer, but the way I look at all three guys is they have experience closing and they have experience elsewhere. Hector Neris is a serviceable closer. I think he's even better in a setup role. So uh, if the Phillies' biggest problem is deciding which one pitches the eighth and ninth, it, it would be a massive improvement over what they had last year. And does JoJo Romero have any abilities to be a closer for this team, or is he still too raw? I don't think he's going to be a closer, but he's someone that you saw some effectiveness from last year. We'll see if he's able to build on that this year. You can never have too many left-handed options out of the bullpen. Right. And, uh, Tim, Tim, would you say uh, Duval Herrero's locked to make this team? And well, if so, will he be the leadoff hitter? Uh, I don't think he's a lock to make the team, but it's certainly trending in that direction. If he falls off a cliff or something happens in the next two weeks, then maybe he doesn't make the team. They do have to add him back to the 40-man roster. Uh, I don't think he'll be the leadoff hitter. I think Andrew McCutcheon is going to be the leadoff hitter. Uh, Herrera will probably hit seventh or eighth to begin the season. All right. Before I get to my question here, Joey B. has another one. He says, Tim, how long do you give Joe Girardi to make, a, to make Philly a contender? <clears throat> Pardon me. In the playoffs in about three years, questionable? Um, I, I guess it would depend how those three seasons go. But I, I think among managers in baseball, he has about as much job security as anyone, besides maybe a few guys that have won championships recently. I think they're pretty comfortable moving forward with him for the long run. Okay. And then Scott Kingery, he looks like he hasn't made any adjustments whatsoever to his hitting at least this season in spring training, would the Phillies entertain the thought of keeping Kingery in Clearwater after the team heads back up north to uh, Citizens Bank Park? I don't think it's impossible, but the problem is Brad Miller's injured right now, and if he wouldn't be ready, you don't have another infielder, uh, another guy that can play uh, as a backup infielder. And I also think whoever you go with in, in center field, whether it's Herrera, when Adam Hazley comes back, 
if Nicky Moniak is considered, you need kind of a right-handed guy to balance that out. So I don't think I, I do think uh, Scott Kinger will begin the season at the major league level, but certainly it, it is concerning considering how he played last season that he hasn't looked good this spring. And it's not a matter of he's hitting the ball hard and it's just getting caught or whatever the case is. He, he's looked lost at the plate at times, and that's not a good sign. Is there any chance that they move Bryce Harper to center field? No, I don't think so. No, oh. I mean you're in a 13-year investment there. You you want to put as little traction on him in the field as possible. Tim, as far as the bench, who do you see possibly filling out the, the bench players on the Phillies? Well, I think it'll be Scott Kingery will be one, assuming he's healthy. I think Brad Miller will be one. I would imagine Roman Quinn to begin the season at least as one. And then uh, I think Matt Joyce will make the team as a non-roster invitee. So you, you kind of have, have a, a relatively veteran bench, and I don't think that's a bad thing at all. You don't see Mickey Moniak making the, uh, the, the no. big club? No, I don't. I think uh, Joe Girardi has been pretty – uh, clear that if they're going to bring Mickey Moniak up, they want him to play every day, and I don't think he is going to play every day at the major league level. So he he's still better to open the season at the satellite squad and then be with the Iron Pigs when their season begins in May. All right, yeah. Ryan F states that uh, Tim is it a put up or shut up year for uh, Bryce Harper? Well, when you have a 13-year contract, there's no such thing as a put-up-or-shut-up year. He could hit zero this year, and he's still going to be here next year. Um, I, I think he's been very good in his first two seasons with the Phillies. I don't think we've seen his best season, but last year was a 60-game season, and at least half of it he was dealing with a pretty bad back injury. So uh, I, I think so far you've gotten pretty positive returns from Bryce Harper. It, it's a put-up-or-shut-up year, I think, from this core of the Phillies as a whole. But I, I don't know that that falls on Bryce Harper. He's held up his end of the bargain through the first two years. Tim, how's uh, JT Real Muto progressing with his – He's, prog he's progressing well. I don't think it, it's a lock that he'll, he'll be on opening day, but I would say it's – uh, 85 or 90 percent that he'll be behind the plate on opening day. I would say though, early on, I expect the Phillies to pace him. I think you'll see Andrew Knapp. Andrew Knapp benefited from getting a little bit more consistent at bats last season. So, uh, whatever you've thought of Andrew Knapp in the past, he he was a really good player last year, and I think the Phillies think highly of him. And you'll see him as JT Real Muto ages uh, a little more frequently. One of my favorite plays from last year is when the Phillies were playing the Braves on Sunday Night Baseball, and they threw out Dansby Swanson, who I absolutely abhor at the plate. And Andrew Knapp held on to the ball, and he showed some emotion, right? Like he had that ball in his hand, pumping his fist, and I was like, here we go. The Phillies are going to make their move and maybe get into the playoffs. And unfortunately, it didn't happen. They battled with so many problems in the bullpen last year. Yeah, I mean, it, it was kind of a microcosm that you needed to hold on by the skin of your teeth because Brandon Workman didn't get the job done. So, uh, yeah, that, that was a really cool play, but it kind of gets lost in all the games that didn't end that way that the bullpen wasn't able to hold on last year. My, my kind of quick last question here when it comes to the, the pitching staff here, we're looking for the, our second and third guy. Is Zach and Zach both your second and third starting rotation pitchers? Yeah, I think Zach Wheeler's your number two, really kind of a 1B. And then Zach Eflin, assuming uh, his back is good to go, will be the number three. Great. German? Is it safe to say that the Phillies have won that trade 
with Jimmy Rollins to the Dodgers for Zach Eflin in 2014? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it was safe to say that years ago, even if Zach Eflin just pitched like two seasons for you and was mildly competent, Jimmy Rollins hit like 220 with the Dodgers. He, he was really at the end there, obviously an all-time Phillies great. But, yeah, I mean, that, that was the Dodgers. For any other team, you'd look back at that trade and say, wow, that was a disaster. The Dodgers have done so well at developing young pitching that it's kind of an afterthought. But, yeah, the, the Phillies did really well in that return. Tim, how many uh, wins are you predicting for the Phillies and while they make the playoffs this year? I think about 88. I haven't crunched the numbers of every team in the league, but 88 will put you right on the cusp of that second wild card spot. All right. And Joey has uh, one more question. He says, uh, what's your favorite baseball movie? The Sandlot would be my favorite baseball movie, but I, I will accept Field of Dreams or The Natural yeah. as well. No, I would agree. Sandlot is absolutely awesome. Like the first one, I, I believe there was a second one, but nothing, nothing like the first. I, I think it was an original. I, if you're a kid who loves baseball, like the three of us, the four of us, for that matter, it, it's one of those movies that you can connect because if you, whether you lived in the city or you lived out, you know, out in Delaware Valley, you know, Chester County, anywhere else around there, as a kid, you made things happen. And Sandlot could have been a much better movie than the way they created. So that was that was really really good. Joey B agrees. He says. Uh, Nice. Sandlot was awesome. So, Tim, you're more than happy to stick around with us. If you'd like, we're getting into some course of Eagles talk, some NCAA bracket. If uh, if you want to hang around and, and talk more discussion with us, it, it's completely up to you. We'll leave the, the window open here for you. Yeah. Um, I actually haven't watched college basketball really at all this season, but if you want to ask me a couple Eagles things, I'll be happy to answer that before I jump off. So it's yeah. guaranteed that this is the guy who's going to win the NCAA pool because of the fact that he hasn't watched any NCAA basketball. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. the way that it works. I'm a much bigger NBA fan than college basketball. All right. So I'll, I asked you a question here before you end up signing off here. So we, we know that obviously Carson Wentz, which we'll bring up the video a little bit later on here, he had his presser today. I don't know. If, did, you, did you get a chance to watch his press conference? I didn't watch it in its entirety, but I saw the highlights of it. All right. And Kathleen, thank you for uh, – for your for your comment here, fly right, fly definitely for sure. Uh, I'm sorry. So Joey B here, he says, "How can we follow Tim?" I put it up there earlier, but I'll show you guys again here. As Joey B has a question here, if you guys can see him on Twitter there at Tim Kelly Sports, all together, Tim Kelly Sports. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter there uh, under his handle under Tim Kelly. If you search for him, and you'll it'll come up under Tim Kelly Sports again. Editorial director for Phillies Nation and the staff with RDC Sports. So. By all means, thanks, Joey, for bringing that up. Uh, but, again, that's where you can end up following uh, Tim Kelly. Again, if, you, if you're like me, you've been following him since his early college days, and it, it's amazing to see this young gentleman to see where, where he's come from and where he is, and even the questions you used to ask beforehand. So you're welcome there, Joey. Um, Brian F. says Major League. That's another great movie. That's true. I forgot about that one as well. It's mm -hmm. another fantastic movie. So if, if you didn't get a chance to see the entire – Carson Wentz interview, or I'm sorry, press conference. The one thing, and, and as I play later on, everybody else will get a chance to see it as well. If you are Carson Wentz, Tim, which kind of puts you a little on the spot, but not, not as much. If you're Carson Wentz, would you state that you have flaws and that you're bringing the flaws with you in a press conference or in the back of your mind, you know you have flaws, but you wouldn't state it in a press conference? I kind of feel like in Philadelphia at this point, no matter what he would say, 
people would find some fault with it. It's it's sad the whole thing uh, how it went down because I, I do believe that had he stayed healthy in 2017, he probably would have led them to the Super Bowl as well. Unfortunately, I, I don't know if the shadow of 2017 hurt him, but what really hurt him is the year after when Nick Foles came back in the second time and took them to the playoffs because that year Carson Wentz was not really ever healthy, I don't think, and Nick Foles came in and was objectively better that season. So uh, the whole way it went down, it, it, it's disappointing. It's frustrating. I'm interested to see what he does in uh, Indianapolis, but um, yeah, it, it's just sad how the whole thing went down. Fuji? Well, I was a big fan of Carson, and I wish him well. You, know, you have your Wentz hater, your Nick Foles lovers, you know, it's, you know, well, like, just to back off what Tim said was, you know, of course the Wentz didn't get hurt, who knows? I mean, I think mentally, I don't know if he's mentally, like I've been saying for quite a while, I don't think he was mentally strong to play in this city. But then again, hey, you get the big contract, then, you know, you draft Jalen Hurts, and I think that was basically the divorce right there. Like, I'm, you know, you're rewarding me the big contract, but then you turn around and take Jalen Hurts at number two. Like, you know, how are you supposed to feel? The trade was just better for both parties to, you know, separate their ways and move on. Yeah, and I don't even know that it was necessarily he couldn't do it in Philly as much because I, I think he kind of tuned stuff out for the most part. I think internally he put that pressure on himself because he had seen Nick Foles do that. There's a video right after the Super Bowl when Nick Foles is holding up the Lombardi trophy and Carson Wentz says, that's going to be me next year. So I, I think a lot more of it was internally driven uh, as opposed to like, I, I don't think Carson Wentz was listening to WIP or anything like that and worried what people had to say. I, I think he put so much pressure on himself in all likelihood. And uh, the team was never as good around him after that season. The coaching staff was never as good. The front office has done a pretty lousy job since then. So it, it was just kind of the perfect storm of things. Right. Sherman? It's pretty amazing the conversation that we have about Carson Wentz when he was on the Eagles, and now he's finally not on the Eagles. He's finally on the Indianapolis Colts. We are Broad Street South. We talk about Philadelphia sports. So I'd like to just talk for a moment and ask you a question. Let's talk about the Philadelphia Eagles of now, going into the draft, which is six weeks away, and they have so many holes to fill. Can you give us your insider opinion as to what you think the Eagles are going to do with that number six pick, whether it's trading it and what position they're going to go for? No, I think they should keep it and they should take whoever. They're in such a terrible situation, probably the worst situation in like the last 20 years, that you just have to start stockpiling players and it, it used to be you have to get a quarterback through the draft but we just saw it with Tom Brady and I think we're seeing it with Washington in some senses there's so many quarterbacks that become available in free agency that if you just build a great roster eventually you'll find that guy so I think the Eagles need to start stockpiling talents the, the reason they won in 2017, yeah, it was because of the quarterback, but it was because Fletcher Cox, Lane Johnson, all these guys that you drafted, they haven't done that recently. So I think at number six, you take whoever the best player available is. If uh, the tackle from Oregon falls, I, I like him a lot, but I, I'm really intrigued by Kyle Pitts. I, I think that would probably be my selection if he's still there at number six. 
it's pretty interesting. We did a mock draft on Tuesday night, and it was Angel, myself, Mike, and Ryan Neff, who is watching the show tonight, but he came on to our audio show. And we went pick by pick, and it was a mock draft. We were just having some fun with it. And when it got to pick number six, Kyle Pitts ended up being on the board, and that is the person who we ended up taking in our, our mock draft. So there's very strong possibility that he could be there. Um, I'll ask you this, though, because you talk about stockpiling picks. So if you're going to stockpile picks, wouldn't it make more sense to trade down to get a bundle based on all the holes that they have? No, I, I shouldn't even say stockpile picks. You need to have some, like, you don't have any core pieces right now. They're all over 30 years old. So at number six, you need to do, hit that. And then I think th there's a chance you have an even higher pick next year, and you need to hit on that. You hit up the last time you had this, you found Lane Johnson. You need to find someone of that caliber that's going to be on your team for a decade and one of the better players in franchise history. That is what the Eagles have not found in the last few years. This is just a situation they can't screw it up. So whether it's a tight end, a wide receiver, whoever, you, you just need to hit on this because you're like four or five core pieces away. So you need to get at least one this year. Right. I mean, like you're saying, Howie does have to hit on 11 picks. I mean, to me, his back should be against the wall if it was me. I mean, you got to take – you know, Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts, like finally a, a homegrown talent in our backyard from his alma mater, Archbishop Wood. Like how much talent has been drafted in, in the NFL where we had guys in our backyard that went to other teams and just flourished? Like Jalen Hurts, if you're if, if he's the future, you got to build around him. Stop taking the Jalen Raggers of the world and all this when you could add Justin Jefferson, but that – that's another story from last year, but you need to hit on these picks. Like how how he better be like studying every damn mock draft, whatever, and just he better just hit on everything. Bullseye, bullseye, just right yeah. on point. Because there ain't no excuse for the man. The man yeah. should not be the general manager. He can't draft. <laughs> and I'll keep saying, and it's it's a disgrace. I'll give him credit with some trades, some free agent signings, but how he you just can't trap, my man. Sorry, point blank. That's it. That I this, I approve the message. I <laughs> I think when you're at number six, you should be able to hit. Uh, I mean, even if there's like three different guys, I I think I don't want to say you can't screw it up, but it, it's a lot e harder to screw it up at number six. Like maybe you take. Uh, Kyle Pitts and then Devontae Smith goes seventh. And in a few years, it turns out Kyle Pitts is a pro bowler, but Devontae Smith is an all pro. And maybe you would have liked to do it the other way, but still you got a really good uh, core piece. I, that needs to happen this year, one way or another, that you're getting a pro bowl and a guy that it's not going to take four or five years that is an immediate star for you. And, I, I mean, I don't know if Jalen Hurts is the future or not, but he showed – enough in a few games last year that you at least ride it out this next year. And if not, I, I think even if you hit on this pick, you're probably going to be picking in the top five next year anyway. Exactly. We're going to get to Kathleen. She's got a couple of comments here. She says, I also wish him well in life. We just really will never know what really happened. Only people who were there and only Carson and God knows, which is actually true. Almost it's somewhat like we hit it on it on this press conference today. And she says that she also wants to move on with our birds uh, in her opinion, she would like an elite wide receiver, and Pitts would be our record on the field. So thank you, Kathleen, for your for your comments as well. 
Joey B says that these two are going to blow their gaskets for the next couple of years because Sirianni's not the answer. Agreed. Uh, yeah. I I disagree. I think Sirianni, if you watch his press conference, all right, the guy had a bad first press conference. I mean, come on, give the guy a chance. I mean, not to say this, but who the hell knows? Maybe he could be a diamond in the rough. It has, the, not, it has and, nothing to do with him. It has Andy, Andy Reid wasn't even a, an, a coordinator. He was the quarterback's coach. It has nothing to do with Sirianni. It has to do with the Eagles' lack of talent right now. And it's going to be a couple years before they become a Super Bowl well, contending team again. And when they're well, not two years from now, Sirianni is going to be the scapegoat. And well, obviously the, he has nothing to work with. Well, the so-called general manager better hit on every damn pick. That's all I, I'm just saying. The man is not a football guy. The last football guy in this town was Tom Modrak, 1999. Did he hit on the pick with Carson Wentz? Who, Howie? Yeah. yeah, he hit on the pick. And that got us a Super Bowl, the only Super Bowl that we've ever had yeah, in existence. I'm just saying, I mean, he's hit on some free agents and some trades. But you got it. Howie's got to make trade draft picks for top guys. Go through it. Darius Slay. I mean, he's got to sign Alshon Jeffrey, Tory Smith, Jay Ajayi by trade, LeGarrette Blunt by for, via free agency, Barrett Brooks by free agency. Come on, let's face it, he can't draft. Yeah, I know that uh, some of the statistics show that he's uh, been in the lower quadrant of the league with um, draft. I think, I think if you were to take the consensus of Eagles Nation – and line up the name, we'd hit on everything, or mostly, than the guy doing the salary cap. That's so if my he, opinion. If, if Howie drafts Pitts at six, are you satisfied with that pick? Is he off the hot Yeah, seat? damn straight, him or Jamar Chase. But you need playmakers. Even one of these corners coming out. You need a stud. You need some pieces on this team. Yeah, with some attitude a- and heart. You need to start hitting on second and third round picks. I mean, it, it, I, I do think that they um, hit on Carson Wentz. I, I would not undo that because that helped you win a Super Bowl. But, I mean, you, you need to start hitting on Zach Ertz's and LaShawn McCoy and Deshaun Jackson, those type of guys again too. It, Kyle Pitts can be a, a star next year, and the Eagles are probably going to go 3-13. and 13. So you, you need to have guys that are uh, – diamonds in the rough that you find in the second, third, fourth round. And that that's another thing. It, it, I don't want to say anyone can do it, but you hand anyone a top five pick and most of them well, can, can figure out how to find a productive player. Tim, it, it's not rocket science. I think any of us could go up and make the call ourselves if we, if we were given the opportunity. I mean, Stevie Wonder could do it blind. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christmas. Excuse my... <laughs> no, nah, but it's it's a no-brainer. I mean, you're not building the hydrogen bomb here, for God's sake. Mm. I mean, it's – Sorry, folks. It just <laughs> came out of me. <laughs> so, Tim – It just because... fires me up because it's, it's common knowledge if you know football. Kyle Pitts can do more than play tight end. He could be a stud receiver. So, Fuji, just for the record, you don't have any interest in the Eagles going after Deshaun Watson, correct? Not now. Not now. Okay. There's just not too much for, Not for three number ones. I mean, you got too many holes to fill. Yeah, absolutely. 
Tim, do you agree with that? Like, should the Eagles try to pursue somebody like this Sean Watson? Well, all these allegations over the last couple of days have kind of thrown a wrench into anyone pursuing them. So I, I guess we have to wait and see that play out. But I mean, yeah, Deshaun Watson's a top five quarterback. If I'm the Dolphins or a, a team ready to compete, I'm selling the farm for him. But you bring him to the Eagles and they still have a terrible roster. So I don't know how much different that would be than him playing in Houston. So for the Eagles right now, no, it doesn't make sense. You need to start using as many picks as you have and hitting on them. Um, you're not one player away. Well, Tim, I, you know, I, I thank you for coming on with us again tonight. So because it, it's your first time with us, so Kelly last week got food you fired up because uh, he loves Howie Roseman. Don't let him, you know, don't let him fool you. So he has this passionate love truly for Howie Roseman. And it, it just everyone kind of gets him a little bit going. So don't think that you know you're you're getting him fired up to the point where he's getting upset. He just he has this thing for Howie. He loves him. Mm. He can't get enough of him. So oh, that makes one I'm of giving us. the guy I'm giving the guy credit where it's due. No, I'm I wouldn't honestly, but uh you're entitled to that. Mm. <laughs> no, but it, it boils me. I'm a season ticket holder for 35 friggin' years, and it's like what the hell do, does he have pictures on Jeff or what? Why does Lori so damn loyal to this guy? It's a joke. I mean, you can pull somebody in off the street and probably do a better damn job of drafting. It, it boils me to no end. This is why I wish I was on the radio. I'd go crazy. Mm. I, I, I really want to debate Howie Rosen. Howie, if you're watching, debate me. Find me. Call me, collect, do whatever. Like <laughs> Apollo said in Rocky too. Call me stallion. Call me collect. Well, it'd be send them a message. Send them a telegram. Text them. Email me. However you want to get in touch with me. I want to debate you, Howie. Let's go. Hey, listen, just reach out to him on Twitter. Just let him know, and, and maybe we can make we can make it happen. Either that or the three of us would have to sit outside of uh, Lincoln Financial Field, maybe a couple of nights in a row, and maybe he'll he'll pay attention to us then. So, listen, who knows? You never know what could happen. Stranger things have happened, and you never know. So, Tim, if, if you like, I've got the uh, Carson Wentz on cue here as far as the interview. I don't know if you want to listen to a portion of it before you end up signing off, but uh, you can hear what, what Carson had to say earlier today. Do you want to hang around with us? or, or? I, I have to take care of some stuff, but I, I really appreciate you guys having me on. Sure, no problem. Thank all right, Tim. Thank you. Thanks for coming on again. Well. And he's gone. So, all right. <laughs> that was quick. Uh, so, uh, well, Fuji, uh, I, I don't know. Maybe you, you may have scared Tim away a little bit faster there than, than he went to go sign off. But I, I didn't get a chance to say, you know, again, thanks to Tim for coming on with us. Uh, again, you guys can follow him. If you look for him on their Twitter, his handle, Tim Kelly, will come up as Tim Kelly Sports. Please give him a follow. Tim knows his stuff just like David Esther knows his stuff when it comes to Phillies as well. So, by all means, give Tim Kelly their uh, – uh, a following and hi Fuji once again. Uh, Joey B says Fuji getting a workout tonight. Ryan says give <laughs> give some Italian bread and pasta ASAP to Fuji. I'll take Bookmark the show, Fuji, Fuji, Fuji. He needs a pina colada and one of the best segments ever. So uh, yeah, <laughs> thanks once again to. There you go. Well That's done. exactly well it. Done. That is exactly it. Well, since we were just talking about Carson here, I heard Fuji in Colorado without a microphone. 
<laughs> I had the megaphone like Jimmy Hart, the mouth of the sound. <laughs> <laughs> Good job there by Fuji. I, I knew it wouldn't take long before you get the man fired up. So, oh boy. But I, <laughs> I, got, I got a lot going but before we get back into the bracket here, I do want to bring up Carson Wentz, and, and I apologize for those who can't listen to the questions on the other end. Uh, apparently, they had some audio issues. Uh, I believe Carson Wentz was able to hear it, but they weren't able to play the audio for everyone to listen to the question. So uh, it's about 24 minutes long. I'm not going to let it go that long because obviously the show itself is already about an hour and 11 minutes into it. Um, but I will bring it up so you guys can can at least hear the very portion, uh, at least the introduction of the show itself so <clears throat> uh let's see so i will bring up as i'm reading here one of the other comments first i want to thank the ursay family <laughs> um chris ballard coach frank reich for uh an incredible opportunity for believing in me and you know giving me this chance to to be a part of uh and by the way, before I continue on with the video here, thanks to the Colts.com, which is a public domain YouTube. It is a public domain, thanks to the Colts.com, which is viewed for your studio audience beyond just YouTube. So thanks to the Colts.com for the video. So here, go back to the video. The Indianapolis Colts. I want to thank uh, Jeffrey Lurie, Howie Roseman, Doug Peterson. All of my teammates and staff that you know helped me tremendously in my uh, first five years in Philly. I uh, wouldn't trade those years for the world. So I, you know, we did some amazing things there. So I just want to thank those guys uh, for all that they've done. Um, thank you to my wife and my daughter and the support that they've had for me over the years. And obviously, as we embark in this transition, uh, a lot of excitement for us. And uh, we'll open it to some questions. Uh, Carson, a year ago, I bet you couldn't have expected to be in the seat you're in now. Um, in your mind, at what point last season did something like this become a possibility and what were the steps that it took for this to come to become reality? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. And you're right. I mean, there's a lot of things in this life that, that we just can't predict. There's a lot of kind of crazy circumstances, um, not, you know, how, how you expect things to unfold, especially, you know, when you're, you're drafted in a place like Philly, you have a lot of, you know, high expectations and everything, but um, obviously the year didn't go as, as we planned, as I planned and, and everything that kind of shook out. Um, but you know, I believe that, that God has a perfect plan and, and here we are and, uh, we're excited. We're excited for this new opportunity and, and hopefully to, to start building something special here in Indy and, and be a part of something special that's already been created here. Hey Carson, um, Howie Roseman kind of said that you asked for a fresh start. Why, why did you think you needed a fresh start? Yeah, I mean, after the season, um, you know, obviously a lot of conversations with, with my agent and back and forth and those types of things. And, um, you know, it wasn't the, the ending that everyone envisioned, not how I envisioned it, all of those things. But, um, you know, I'm not going to delve too much into those conversations. But um, obviously this is this is where we're at. We're, we're excited um, for this fresh start and to be in such a great place as this. And so, um, yeah, that's really all I got to say on that one. Hey, Joe. Carson, uh, it looks like there's been a lot of Colts players mentioning you lately, and, and it looks like there was you got some work in with Michael Pittman and Desmond Patman. And I'll leave it there for later on. You guys can catch the rest of the interview again on Colts.com. 
of course, Howard Eskin decided to chime in as well, which he, uh, Carson Wentz had fun with him, called him genius. Uh, so it was a lot of fun. Take a look at or at least a listen as well to the rest of that interview. So Carson Wentz, of course, was asked questions about Philly. Majority of that 24-minute interview, and I'm glad they actually got the audio fixed, was about primarily about Philly. I think uh, the Indianapolis Colts owner, of course, had his own presser after uh, Carson Wentz was on. He did state that he hoped that the fan base here in Philly, along with his teammates uh, and Jalen Hurst that he did support, uh, has much success in the future. And, and uh, Pooja, I think you talked about it before we went on air there. You say you look kind of sad. Uh, you know, there, there's a give and take when it comes to to uh, Carson Wentz. In, in a sense, of course, we all feel bad that things didn't work out the way it wanted to with him here in Philly. But he has moved on now with Indy. Who knows what can happen? Hopefully he will have a Super Bowl ring that he's been wanting for since starting his journey here in Philly. But um, with that little piece that's been said, and I guess Sherman, I'll ask you the question. When it Carson knows that he will have to, at one point or another, uh, feel good either, A, about what he's doing in uh, in Philly, or I'm sorry, in Indy, and or he's going to feel a whole different way when it comes to, I guess, the fan base, maybe when he comes back down here to Philadelphia. Just with that little piece of video that you've seen right now, Carson Wentz, is he finally kind of over the saga here in Philly? Yeah, I think he's over the saga in Philly. I think that he's ready to turn the page and start uh, the next chapter of his career playing in the AFC. I don't know if it'll be an easy ride to get to the Super Bowl. As we've said on various shows, the AFC right now is stacked between Kansas City and Cleveland, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, Baltimore. There's a lot of strong talent out there. So it's going to take a lot for Carson Wentz to lead that Colts to the Super Bowl. Uh, will they be a playoff team? They'll probably be right on the cusp for the next couple of years. You know, if they can beat out Tennessee and win that division, they'll be good. I don't think Houston and Jacksonville are going to be factors for the next couple of years. So they're probably a, a nine or 10 win team. And, you know, does that get them in the playoffs? We shall see. But even if they get in the playoffs, I'm not convinced that they're a Super Bowl team, but you know, you never know. Uh, teams, uh, one, lucky catch or one injury away from moving on and getting to the Super Bowl. So you never know what's going to happen. Bougie? Sorry, folks. I was saying, I you know, the Colts are a pretty well team that was stacked this year. I mean, defensively, offensively, you know, they had Phillip Rivers, a quarterback, but I think they're, you know, Michael Pittman's an up-and-coming receiver. You know, they got a couple good tight ends out there, Jack Doyle. But T.Y. Hilton, he's on the downside of his career. I know he's a free agent, but too injury-prone. Hopefully, you know, they can get Carson a couple weapons. You know, they got a couple solid running backs. I forget the rookie from last year, but they just re-upped Marlon Mack yesterday for $2 million for a year. So, you know, I think their offensive line might need a, a lineman or two to step in. But, you know, Frank, you know, he's with Frank right now. He's got Press Taylor, Mike Rose, the receivers coach out there. So he's got a little familiarity. And, you know, Frank Wright made him help them flourish here. So, you know, the change of scenery, I believe, will do him good. You know, it's not the Philly media, one of the most toughest places to play in, you know, Philly, New York, Boston, but the pressure's not on them. 
He's out there in the heartland. You know, what are the, what's the pressure out there? I mean, um, you know, that, that division, Jacksonville's got a while to, you know, rebuild. Tennessee's right there. And Houston, that's a dumpster fire <laughs> like this team is. And who knows? It was Carson all the best, and I think he could turn it around out there. You know, he'll have his talent if he can stay healthy and flourish. Hopefully, you know, what could have been here? Who knows? Right. I no, mean, no. We'll, we'll never know. We'll get about 10 minutes up here to the, uh, to the program. We'll make sure we get back at least back to the bracket. I know we were going to talk Nick Sirianni and uh, a little bit of Howie, but we'll save that, I guess, maybe for a Tuesday night show coming up for uh, our next show. But it, it's funny as <clears> – <throat> so Joey B, as you were going on the rant here with Tim Kelly – he puts his Eagle struggle. Angel might be wearing a Tampa Bay Bucks jersey on game days, right? So funny that Joey should say that because so we stopped at this Dunkin' Donuts on our travel down south as we've been on vacation this week. And in the Dunkin' Donuts, there was actually something there in particular, which I thought would almost be <clears throat> quite fitting for the show, but it's actually given to my boss. And funny as he should mention that because <laughs> here's a poster, of course, of your Tampa Bay Buccaneers, your defending Super Bowl champions. And I, I thought it was kind of Kind of funny and fitting. So the camera was bumped by the producer as she was trying to uh, hand me that poster. But and I thought it was. I thought, well, you know what? I'll bring it home and I'll, I'll tease. Uh, I'll tease uh, old Fuji Cole your own here with it. But mm -hmm. thanks to the girls down here at the Sarasota Dunkin' Donuts. I can't remember exactly the address, but thanks and to them for uh, for handing it to me. And my, I'm pretty sure my boss is going to appreciate it. Excuse yeah. me, sir. And you're an Eagles fan. Yeah, yeah. That, and I just Philly. said, as you're I just said, I was handed. Yeah, as I just said, I was handed to my boss here. Tom Brady, who we, who Brandon Graham sacked for the biggest, probably one of the biggest plays in Eagles history. Yeah. And speaking of, I guess if, we, if we're going to talk about Brandon Graham, for those who that was um, almost certain was today, Mark Farzetta, the Farzy show in the morning. If you guys didn't catch the show with him, he Great had show. Brandon Graham on him. So if you missed that show, by all means, Mark Farsi, the Farsi show, listen to him. He had a great interview with Brandon Graham. So uh, thanks for, for mentioning that there. Uh, Fuji, where was another? Was another another coming here? He said uh, Joey B says Eagles when Eagles draft a tight end in uh, number one in a few weeks. Will Sherman Fuji bring their Eagles gear? <laughs> no, no. Uh, Kyle Pitts. I mean, hey, I'm buying his jersey. I got too many jerseys. But. The qu the question should be: If the Eagles draft a quarterback at six, will we burn our jerseys? If they end up taking Trey Lance or Justin Fields or anybody, any of these other quarterbacks, you I'm know. Not, I'm not burning any of my jerseys. You know, I once gave a McNabb jersey away. Yeah, 2000. The Carolina game. 2003. Carolina yeah. game. He stunk up the joint. I took the Donovan McNabb jersey off, and McNabb, I gave it to that high school kid who was standing behind me. McNabb got hurt in that game. How was it his fault? Well, I was just frustrated. I don't know what to tell you. After yep. losing to Tampa Bay and then losing to Carolina, I was frustrated. It, I just happened to be wearing a McNabb jersey. I think any jersey like, that I was wearing that like, night might have been given away. That's like some of those jokers burning the uh, Corsa Wentz jersey. Give it to me. I'll take it. Anybody in one Eagles jersey, send it to me. I got about 40 of them, but what's hmm. a few more? Yeah, exactly. No, there you go. Eagles draft a quarterback. Sherman Fuji might move to Tampa. <laughs> and it's not going to happen. Unfortunately, it's not going to end I'll up. I'll go happening. to Florida, but I ain't moving. Well, who knows? Yeah. Huh. 
And, and I know we want to get back here to the tournament. I know we got the first round coming up here on the 19th and 20th, and then the second round of 21st and 22nd. But quick mention as far as NFL free agency. So Trubisky from the Bears to back up your Bills starting quarterback? Josh Thoughts, gentlemen? Eh, I don't know how much he got, but, you know, it's slick horse, and, you know, maybe it's a change of scenery will do him good. I mean – Hey, the most popular player on the football team is the backup quarterback, as they say. He'll probably hold a clipboard, assuming that Josh Allen stays healthy because he just had a monster year last year. But you never know. Trubisky does have some ability, and maybe, you know, if Josh Allen is in a situation where they're blowing out a team or something like that, Trubisky comes in for mop-up work and builds some confidence. That's true. Uh, Ryan throws in it real quick. More important title, the 1960 Eagles Championship or the 1718 Super Bowl title. Fuji, I'm going to leave that one to you. Super Bowl. Without a doubt, I mean, can't really, none of us were here. I mean, it was, what, 50-some years without a Super Bowl? We never, we've been there three, it was our third time. Third time was a charm in the ball and, you know, same Nick Foles brought it home. Man, we, yeah, I, I, I'm in total agreement with Fuji here. The the Super Bowl 52 that the Eagles won 41-33, definitely the more important one because of the fact that I was alive and able to see it. I was at Fuji's house watching the game. 1960, I wasn't even born. And historically, could 1960 be more important? You could argue that. But I was born in 1973 and waiting all those years, being an Eagles season ticket holder for a hot minute and finally getting to see the Eagles win Super Bowl 52, that's the more important Super Bowl to me. Well, remember the T-shirt said, one before we die. So we got it. Yep. Hopefully, there's a couple more down the road. But yeah, we got one. David, I didn't forget about you. I saw this earlier, but of course, we got into a major rant here. So, David said, of course, just tuning in. Hi, Drew Fujian Angel. We appreciate David, of course, tuning in. Uh, he did see me. came in when we were talking about the hoops, and then Tim Kelly, of course, came on. So, we start, we stopped talking hoops talk to get in with, it with uh, Tim. With uh, Tim. Uh, David also put on there earlier the beard on the Drew is awesome. And I did see where. Joey B mentioned something about that as well. Uh, mine is really light, Joey. So when <clears throat> Fuji, I think, is the only one that may have taken his completely away. But normally, Fuji and I will pretty much make it skin tight. Uh, out of all of us, the Juru puts it on the best. So he, he can put everything on. If, if I grow mine in, I can, but I have to trim it. But down here in Florida, it's not a great thing to have a full beard because it gets super hot down here. So I'll have it during the cooler temperatures, but not, not during the, uh, the warmer stuff for sure. Uh, again, this is when we were talking about the predict, uh, the picks earlier. So David says the Drew was amazing, solid prediction. There is another one where I end up racing uh, with Twin. The we, we talked about that one earlier. I know there's one I missed, and I'm sorry, folks, if I'm kind of going back and forth here because we're trying to get things moved right along. Uh, Drake won, apparently. Drake beat uh, Wichita State 53 52. Mm. Thanks, Jordy. What a game. Tom says, What a show, a great show today, guys. We appreciate it, Tom, as always. Thanks for tuning Thanks, in. Thanks uh, for tuning in. I want to bring up the bracket here before we start closing things out here. So we'll try and get as many games as possible. All right. Looking at the next one here, we left off at, if I remember correctly, Colorado Georgetown. Nope. 
earlier than that. Sorry, my fault. We left at Kansas and Eastern Washington. Uh, Sherman. Kansas. Fuji. I can't My eyes are yeah, three, Kansas, in Kansas, Eastern Washington. It's a 314 game. Yeah, Kansas. All right. Jayhawks. Oregon or VCU? And by the way, I'll take Kansas as well. I say Oregon. German? I'll go VCU. Upset. Okay. I'll take Oregon. I don't think VCU can pull it off, but uh, they could possibly do it. And uh, Iowa versus Grand Canyon. I, I No offense. I had no idea there was a Grand, Grand Canyon. Canyon University. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, uh, Fuji, Iowa or Grand Canyon? Yeah, Iowa. Come on, even I know that. Sherman, mm. Hawkeyes, baby, Iowa Hawkeyes. Iowa, indeed. And by Never the way, even heard of Grand Canyon. Where the hell are they? In the middle of the Grand Canyon somewhere? Possibly. Maybe. I don't know. I, are, I, they at, are they at the Four Corners? Could I mean, be. each four states. If you me? really think about it, right, Gonzaga was never on the map until what about maybe ten years ago? No one ever heard of Gonzaga, and all of a sudden, twenty, or, the map 20 or thirty years at least. No, it, uh, I so was you in did. high school when Zags came on the scene. Now I'm showing my age, but Listen, you never know. But then you have Grand Canyon. Maybe they'll come out of you know come out of uh, come out of nowhere. Ryan, bet your house on with the Grand Angel. Canyon. Yeah, bet your house. Yeah, it's not happening. <laughs> Thanks for playing, but that's not happening. Uh, next up, we got Michigan and Texas Southern. And by the way, if you guys want to make the comments, we're Britishians here as yeah. well. We're just having fun at this point as a show. Wolverines. Yeah, big blue. Yeah, I will agree when it comes Fab, to Michigan. Fab five. Right. Next one should be easy as well. LSU versus St. Bonaventure. Jack Stormamater. LSU. Booch. LSU. I, said I will take St. Bonaventure for the upset on that one. Mm -hmm. I think they can pull it off from LSU. Joey Bay your house on that one. Again, it's not happening, but uh, Michigan, Ryan says Michigan. Sorry, I'm kind of switching in between both screens here. Uh, Michigan, and then he follows it up with LSU. So the next one being from Joey B's area, Colorado, Georgetown. Georgetown all day. Colorado. Yeah, I'm going Colorado, too. Everybody thinks that Georgetown is the sexy pick because they won the Big East tournament. And let's get it straight. They demolished Creighton in that game. But I'm not convinced that Patrick Ewing and the boys are going to take it to uh, to Colorado in that game. But you never know. It's a classic 5-12 game, so it wouldn't shock me if Georgetown won the game. But I'm pushing with Colorado there. All right, we'll get Ryan's pick here momentarily. And then we're looking at uh, – oh, right, here it is. Also agreeing. So uh, split right down the middle, 2-2. Two and two. So he goes with the Hoyas as well. G-Town. You got Florida State versus UNC Greensboro. Seminoles. Florida State, ACC tested. Yeah, I will go with Florida State as well, and not just because I'm down here in Florida before someone decides to make a wise-ass comment there, Fuji. <laughs> uh, BYU with the winners, and then you have Texas and Abilene Christian. Who was the first? Who they Texas. Play? Texas. Yeah, I'll go Texas too. I'll second that. Fuge? Texas. All right. Now, the bigger matchup, I think, which would be a kind of a sexy one here, is UConn versus Maryland. Huskies. Yeah, I'm going to Terps in this game. Should be a pretty competitive matchup. It's a 7-10 matchup. Uh, I'll, I'll lean towards Maryland in this game. All right. Ryan, I agree with as far as when it came to Texas. Uh, to me, I, I will take – 
If it was the UConn women, definitely the UConn <laughs> women, I would take them. No doubt about that one. Uh, but it's the UConn men, which they hold their own. Don't get me wrong, just because I'm, I'm talking about the UConn women. But uh, on this one, I may take Maryland for the upset for it comes to Isu. And then last one here will be Alabama and Iona, which I don't give one Iona, which one tins, which mm. one wins. Roll Tide. Roll Tide, Alabama. Indeed. And by the way, there is there is a club down here for both teams, for Iowa and Alabama, and they do meet up at Tampa Joe's on Saturday. So I'm, I'm wondering if they'll actually meet up as well for the uh, for that tournament um, over at Tampa Joe's. So Ryan F. agrees also with Bama. We would love to get to the other side of the bracket, but we are now uh, a little bit over as far as what we want to do with the show. I will try. I'm not making any promises, but I will try and see if we can get the bracket up there on mm-hmm. our – and in case you guys have missed it earlier here, for BroadStreetSouth.com, again, BroadSTSouth.com, our new launch website. So if you missed an episode, you can go back and watch it on our website. So we do appreciate, again, Matt Kelly from uh, Hatters Hosting for putting this together for us. We do appreciate it. Of course, Fans of Philly, which is the official sponsor of uh, <clears throat> BroadStreet South, excuse me, as I'm losing my voice here, Last Stop Media with John, John, and Vince, those guys are absolutely fabulous. And matter of fact, I will click on the link just to show you guys as well that this actually works. As we always talk about them, <clears throat> look them up, and they have changed their webpage here, ready for every podcaster. And you guys, they do an excellent job over there. Not only that, they do have a host of shows. If it's still here on the main page on the bottom, maybe not. So I'll have to go back through here on the website. But they do have a, go, a good host of their shows. Maybe it'll, it'll bring it up here. So they're just not there to help you out, of course, as you can see here. If you guys want more audio to listen to throughout the week, Last Time Media has got it going on. So take a look at their site as well. So, again, thanks to – as I'll bring this back over to Broad Street South. Thanks again to Matt for bringing that up uh, for us on Broad Street South. We do appreciate it, all the hard work he put into it. And you guys, the fans as well, Ryan says, great show, stay safe. Thank you to everyone who tuned in tonight. We do appreciate it. Thanks again for Vinny and AJ stopping by by Rough Cuts. Crap. Sportscast. Excuse me. Sportscast. Excuse me for, for screwing that up. So thanks for those guys. I think their show had just Angel. ended. So, yes. Can I interrupt you not to be rude? Sure. There is one thing we did want to get in there with the rap that Mike put together for Giovanni. Yeah, but I haven't forgot about that one yet. So believe me, we're not with that. We're not done with that. Yeah, I was just kind of mentioning the other thing, so I didn't forget. But thank you for the reminder. But again, thanks to AJ and Vinny for stopping by. Again, you guys check them out. I think I, I have it back up here. Let me get this screen back over here. So you guys, just because you guys check us out, and we love you guys that obviously watch the show with us as well. But check out the Rough Cut Sportscast. With Vinny and AJ. Again, Vinny down in Jacksonville. He's a Jaguars fan. AJ lives in Tampa, but is an Atlanta Falcons fan. And as you can see, they're still live here at the moment. But thanks to those guys for stopping by. We do appreciate them coming on. And yes, before we end the show this evening, by the way, for those who want to pick on a smaller child, I think that we have something here from the Shermanator, the Professor Drew himself, to kind of bring things into perspective and, you know, kind of be a little more nicer to everyone. But Sherman, Take it away. 
So this goes out to Giovanni. Broad Street South is thinking of you tonight. Here we go. The Eagles head coach is Nick Sirianni. The number one fan has a name of Giovanni. Supports the Eagles when they win or lose. But just right now, Giovanni's hearing booze. He has an idol. His name is Carson Wentz. He's wearing his jersey. And people say it don't make sense. Trying to bash him. Trying to lash him. Trying to break him down and flat out trash him. Here's a quick rhyme for all the haters. Walk out the door. Sayonara. See you later. Believe in yourself. And others will follow. You'll always be the champ, like when Rocky beat Apollo. Yo, Giovanni, hold your head up high. You'll always be the man. Fly, Eagles, fly. Definitely indeed. Uh, Fuji, where's the bell? There you go. So thanks. Listen, Sherman, it, it, and you can tell when you have a great entertainer, because I, I would love to see him on, on Broadway. No offense. And, and if, if there's a show, if you guys, matter of fact, Sherman, if you and the missus, Go back into doing any kind of shows. Please let me know because I would love to make the trip up to Philly to watch you guys live because it, it's amazing what you can put together. And by the way, this was all done while the show was getting prepared tonight. So give a lot of kudos here to the Juru because he he does a, a lot, a lot of good stuff here for the show. And Ryan says it burns, it burns. <clears throat> so thanks to the rap by the professor. Thanks to you, the viewers who are watching us tonight. Again, you can watch the replay on broadstreetsouth.com. Thanks again to Matt Kelly for putting that together for us. For everyone that came on, Tim Kelly, thanks for coming on with us tonight as well. We will see you guys, of course, next week live at 7.30. But don't forget, we have an audio version of our show. We do it on Tuesday nights, which you don't get a chance to hear it until 9 o'clock on Wednesday morning. But it will be a good show coming up with uh, the ladies of podcasting, which is Kelly Green, uh, Brianna from Sports and Stilettos, and, of course, Candice McLean uh, from her own podcast herself. So that would be a fun show. And Ryan Neff will be joining us as well with the audio version of our podcast. Well, thanks to Ryan. Thanks to everyone, Tom, David, and everyone. So I mentioned Kathleen with her, her uh, comments earlier on. I will try my best to see if we can get the bracket up there. Joey had mentioned to see if we can kind of uh, do a filler in. I'm not too sure if I'll be able to get in there at the last minute. But if you guys want to reach out to us on Messenger or on Facebook or even through the website, matter of fact, Reach out through the website, put your comments in there, and put the brackets. And I don't know, maybe we'll come up with something to see who actually won it all at the very end. So thanks again to Sherman. Thanks to Fuji. Thanks to everyone. We will see everybody live next Thursday. Everyone be safe. Have a great weekend. And remember, if you got nothing nice to say, you might want to keep it yourself. Giovanni, we love you. Thank you for tuning in as well. We appreciate you. And uh, we'll make sure that you get a, a piece of that audio. You guys, thank you. Have a great night. <laughs>